This is the video wherein we will show you how China sees America. In previous videos, we have also shown you how America enslaves the world through its global pyramid economy system. China has no illusion in America and also sees the country and its history through the lens of the atrocities they committed on Native American and African American, as well as how it continues to treat them unfairly today. This is why China does not see America as a role model and rejects its condescending criticisms. If you are new, this channel is to help you understand why the rise of Asia, particularly China, is inevitable, so that you can also benefit from the rise of China. If you are interested to learn more, please subscribe and hit the bell notification. 57 years ago, a brave black priest stood solemnly in front of the statue of the Lincoln Memorial facing 250,000 people and delivered the famous speech, I have a dream. Today, we still quote him after half a century since the real situation of black people in America has not fundamentally changed. In 1492, Columbus accidentally discovered the American continent, but before the Europeans came to this vast land, Native Americans had lived here for 20,000 years. A cargo ship called the Mayflower carrying a total of 102 people finally reached the North American continent in 1620. However, the new life did not start as scheduled. Waiting for them was a severe test of survival. On the verge of dying, they received the enthusiastic assistance of the Native Americans. These ancient tribes from the North American continent gave generously to these people and also taught them to fish, hunt, grow corn, and raise turkeys. In 1941, the U.S. Congress officially designated the fourth Thursday of November each year as Thanksgiving Day. But the Native Americans see Thanksgiving Day as Ethnic Cleansing Day. Native Americans who have been isolated from the world for at least 10,000 years and have not fought against many viruses and have no immunity in their bodies. So when Europeans carrying virulent infectious viruses such as smallpox, missiles, cholera, malaria to the Americas, they immediately caused a large number of Native American deaths. As the territory of the colony continued to expand, the battle for resources between new immigrants and indigenous peoples inevitably occurred. The new settlers became more and more arrogant towards the benefactors who had once helped them. They regarded the Indians as barbarians. Although the aboriginals fought back bravely, they were primitive tribes and had to use sticks against the muskets. The settlers forced them to sign numerous preparatory land contracts. When they met resisting tribes, they pretended to make peace and gave clothing and blankets used by smallpox patients as gifts. To encourage new immigrants to actively slaughter the aboriginal, in 1703, New England decided that every stripping of an Indian's head or the capture of a red man would be rewarded with a bounty of 40 pounds. In 1720, the bounty increased to 100 pounds. In 1787, the slave owners established the United States of America. After the independence of the United States, the massacre and abuse of the Indians intensified. The first U.S. President, George Washington, said when he attacked a tribe in 1779, don't listen to any peaceful suggestions until all Indian settlements are effectively destroyed. In 1783, he also instructed the soldiers how to peel the skin of the natives. 
peel down from the hips so that you can make long boots with legs. In order to obtain more land, Americans set off a century-long westward movement, causing more Indians to die tragically under the butcher's knife of the U.S. military. Just take the notorious Sand Creek Massacre of 1864 as an example. On the morning of November 29, 700 men armed with cavalry and mortars raided an Indian camp consisting 500 people, mainly of women and children. Although the camp surrendered immediately, the army blasted all the Indian tents and started the massacre. Not only did they shoot close-ups at the heads of babies and children with guns, they also raped the young women and skinned the dead. According to the estimates, when Columbus first came to the Americas in 1492, the total number of Native Americans was between 80 and 100 million. Today, there are only 6 million. Most ordinary Americans today do not know what their ancestors did and what happened in the land they live. By the 18th century, black slaves had completely dominated the slave market. Black slaves are usually forcibly taken into slave ships by slave traders. They were locked in a low cabin with iron chains and were unable to move upright. The darkened cabin had no vents and sewers, and there were feces, vomit, blood, and rotten corpses everywhere, and they were going to stay in the suffocating cabin for weeks or even months. But the slave who was able to disembark alive were no more fortunate than the slave who died at sea. Nightmares followed until they died. Historians have studied the bones of 400 black slaves and found that most of the slaves died from overwork. Many of them have severely strained muscles and ligaments that were so severe that they are separated from bones, which means that they lived in severe pain. 40% of the bones were children. Most of them died from malnutrition. In order to prevent them from running away and attacking the slave owners, the slaves were heavily shackled for life. Whipping and ill-treatment were commonplace, and torture and execution were everywhere. Even worse, because slaves are commodities, voluntary marriages between black slaves are not recognized by law, and many slaves are forced to separate from their families. Children are often taken away from their parents by slave owners and sold to another strange and dangerous place. When these slave children grow up, they have to watch their children and be taken away and sold. According to statistics, in the black triangle trade that began in the 16th century, about 12 to 20 million black Africans were trafficked to the Americas as slaves, and about 2 million of them died on the road. After the independence of the United States, the South and the North developed along two different paths. In the North, the states have emulated Britain and embarked on an industrial revolution. In the South, the plantation economy that still exploited black slaves was still dominant. The election of Lincoln poses a serious threat to the interest of plantation owners in the South in 1860. In order to regain the leadership of the country under their control, slave owners launched a rebellion. The Civil War broke out. In the impression of many people, Lincoln abolished slavery seemed to be a person full of love and justice. At first, he only wanted to restore the unity of the North and the South, fearing that touching the slave system would push some border slave states toward their southern rebels. So he did not support the abolition of slavery at first. He once said this, 
If I can save the Federation without liberating a slave, I am willing to do so. However, as the North Army suffered defeats, Lincoln gradually realized the necessity of arming black people. On January 1, 1863, Lincoln promulgated the Declaration of Liberation and officially announced the liberation of black slaves and implemented a policy of arming blacks, allowing blacks to join the Northern Army. As a result, countless blacks who fled the plantation signed up to join the Northern Army. On April 9, 1865, the Civil War ended. Though black people were liberated after the Civil War, they were not treated equally. Between 1882 and 1968, at least 4,743 people were recorded in lynchings, of which 73% were black. The reason why this data can be known is because postcards based on lynching photos were very popular in American society. You can see from the photos how much white people like to hang or burn black people in public. In the Mount Rushmore National Memorial, the United States created giant stone statues of Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Lincoln. Do these fortified founding pioneers really respect human rights as the government advertise? In April 1775, two days after the American Revolution, an advertisement was posted in a town in Virginia, offering a reward for the capture of 10 fugitive slaves. Two of them are black slaves and the other eight are white slaves. The person who rewarded them was George Washington. Washington refused to receive any salary and was still able to maintain a high quality life for his family because he was also a big slave owner. The third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, inherited 5,000 acres of land and dozens of black slaves at the age of 14 while drafting the Declaration of Independence. This slave owner also claimed that Americans must pursue the extinction of Indians or drive them to places where we do not go. Abraham Lincoln cast the largest death penalty in American history. In 1862, President Lincoln ordered many Native Americans to be hanged. None of them went through a fair trial in court. The 26th President of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, took this view. I didn't go so far as to think that the only good Indian is the dead Indian, but I believe 9 out of every 10 are, and I shouldn't like to inquire too closely into the case of the 10th. These founding fathers were truly hypocrites. Wherever there is oppression, there is resistance. In August 1957, Martin Luther King Jr. adopted the non-violent and non-cooperative way to fight vigorously for black people's rights. On the evening of April 4, 1968, he was assassinated. If you say that racial discrimination is the root cause of social turmoil in the United States, even the modern-day slave owners will not agree and will sincerely take action to let everyone see they will push for some changes to calm down people's resentment. But deep-rooted racial discrimination and oppression have never disappeared in American society. In the spring of 2020, an unprecedented epidemic swept the world. Because of the inaction and incompetence of the U.S. government, the United States has become the hardest-hit area in the world. By early June, approximately 2 million cases had been diagnosed and over 100,000 deaths recorded. As the epidemic rages on, 47 million Americans are unemployed. 
On the evening of May 25, a white policeman kneeled in the neck of an African man for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Mr. George Floyd eventually suffocated and died at the age of 46. Then, it triggered riots across the country. The United States has perfectly fallen into an endless vicious cycle. The epidemic is poorly controlled. The unemployment rate rises. People look for food and livelihoods. Conflict erupts. Triggers riots. Repression. Crowds protesting leads to the spread of the epidemic. Unemployment rate rises again. Riots again. Suppression again. The cycles repeat and repeat until it reaches the limit and explode. The coronavirus has punctured the invincible myth of America. At Mr. George Floyd's funeral, his knees weeped and asked a question directly at the American soul. Somebody said, make America great again. But when has America ever been great? Creating original content is hard work. Your support is what keeps me going. Please like and share this video and leave your comments below. You can also donate to this channel by clicking the link in the description below. Thank you.